everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, and I am coming to you from the craft room today. Sunshine is about at foot, running back and forth, chasing lint, who knows, (laughs) and uh, uh, we're having a grand time here. I hope you are warm and snuggly or cool and comfortable wherever your world may be. And where it takes you, let's snuggle into today's topic. And today we are going to be answering some questions from the YouTube channel. And the first question is from Gail. And Gail says, I love this question, Gail. Are you still journaling? That is a grand question, Gail. Yes, yes, it comes to pass that there are journal makers, there are journalers, and there are journal makers who are journalers and journalers who are not journal makers. I guess that would cover the gamut. But uh, apparently, I have given it a full gumption gamut go at journaling, and I have failed miserably several times. I have journaled in my junk journals, um, done a few pages in, and then pooped out. Then I have created an annual junk journal, so I would be compelled to write every day for you know, 365 days. I made it to March. I thought that was so good. I was so proud of myself. And then I pooped out. Um, why did I poop out? Let's see. Life got in the way. Um, and I started to put my little joy joyometer on to see where I felt the most joy. And um, for me, the joy lives in the creation of the book. I love, I I could make journals all day long. Uh, If the rest of that darn life didn't keep getting in the way, that's probably what I would do. And um, uh, so I decided, well, if I have to make the decision, should I commit myself to journaling to learn the joy of it, which I'm sure there is undiscovered joy, which I am completely missing. Here comes sunshine, tiring across the floor. What did you just do? I don't know. You look very guilty about something. I'm pulling out the cute card, Mom. It makes you forgive all. You just forgive everything. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Sunshine is my Maltese puppy. He's one and a half. Oh, one and three quarters. I'm sorry, you're one and three quarters. You're just growing up all big boy on me. And um, yeah, so I would say at the moment. Okay, so here's the actuality. Do I journal and chronicle my life in uh, a journal or a junk journal? At the moment, no. But if you consider or count, um, uh, I have a daily book or a a log or a, a utilitarian junk journal or a planner, something like that. I guess I would use it for my daily tasks. And every day I write in that book. And I have actually several of these and many of them are handmade journals that I made. And I do log in those. I put my, my goal of what I'm going to do. So for example, what I do, I uh, um, in the morning I address my um, 
my newsletter, anybody who signed up for the newsletter, I add them to the list. And then I do what is called mass blasting. I'm just looking at my little journal here. And uh, that's where if a video goes up or a podcast go up, then I spread it across Facebook, Facebook group, Pitter, Pitter, Pitter or Twinterest. There you go. Um, Instagram, Anchor, that's my podcast company. Um, And um, that I use, not my podcast company. And um, (laughs) then I also uh, go into uh, my Etsy shop to see if anybody messaged me, any orders were placed. I check my email. I, um, what is, oh, oh, I check eBay in case I ordered something. And I I have this thing called post office. If I have any orders that need to go to the post office, I address those. And then I have com, which is comments. So I address any comments in the different areas. Uh, So that's kind of like my little blast. And then I have something called um, bird, bird book book butt (laughs) which is like a bbb i put bbb down bird is i have to uh, change and feed all the animals that just means to remind me to do that (laughs) book is i do some paperwork and then uh i take my vitamins that's butt (laughs) take care of your butt (laughs) and um what else do we do okay so then we move on to so i have this running list every day and then i put what makes the most difference first that's um the way I approach a day, if I can handle what makes the most difference first, first, then it's going to be a productive day, even if I don't get to all the other stuff. So sometimes that is working on current journals. Sometimes that is packing orders. Sometimes that is developing something new, a new thought process. Um, It could be a myriad of things, but whatever feels the most compelling to make the most difference in uh, moving life forward, that's what I approach next. So there you go. So this is kind of a running thing that I do, and I have pages and pages and pages. So do I actually spend a lot of time handwriting things down? Yes. I don't naturally gravitate to the phone or the computer to log things to do. For some reason, it's, I feel very disconnected from the phone or the computer to um, coordinate a day. I don't. I, I, I have written lists in my phone. I have a little app. Uh, it's a little notebook app. and But sometimes I forget to uh, check it (laughs) or sometimes I don't add to it when I'm thinking of things but if it's written in my own handwriting and this is something that I learned in school that even though we live in this uh, computer age there's something different about handwriting something uh, with a pen or pencil onto paper that is different from typing things into a computer when you read something your brain processes it and then your brain sends a signal down to your hand to write the thought related to what you read. Um, as you're writing it, your brain is processing it again. And as you're actually reading to yourself what you are writing, your brain processes it again. And uh, then you take away your hand and you may look back or maybe you, maybe you reread what you just wrote, review it. Um, it's multiple processes of the same information in your brain. It's like it's uh, creating a deeper pattern of uh, memory and recall in your brain and uh, that doesn't happen with typing because it's uh, you're just typing keys and you don't get the feel you don't get that reprocessing as many times you do get the reread but you don't get the actual um, brain of usage of writing the handwriting so am I a big handwriter yes am I a big cursive writer yes am I a printer yes Um, I look through my notes and it's a combination of printing and uh, it's actually a combination of cursive and uh, printing, just depending on what I'm writing, and um, 
So I do a lot of writing every day, but it's not what you would think of as, as normal journaling, I would say. Like, um, a butterfly flew by my window and I admired its, the glint off of the sun off its left shoulder. No, I didn't do that. Um, but, you know, I, I am secretly jealous of those who do and those who can because I do see the value and I do see the um, other worlds it can take you to. And I do see the um, intrigue of chronicling your life and your thoughts so that, you know, you can enjoy it again. You can reflect. You can um, enjoy that process. Or maybe somebody a hundred years from now can come across uh, your words or your journal and, and uh, take a peek back into time. So yes, I get, I see the value. I definitely do. I am a writer. I am a, um, a documenter, uh, but I just do it differently. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can relate. Maybe not. Uh, where, where are you on the spectrum of journaling? Um, so will I dabble again? Of course I will dabble again. I'm a journal maker. I love to dabble. I, I often ask myself, what would, be, what would it be like to journal in this journal? What about a chunky monkey? Are they designed to be journaled in? I think yes. I think there's enough space uh, around the glued on items. And I think there's enough space uh, increased uh, by the little additional papers and journal cards and tags and things like that that are added or things that can be removed that are just clipped down and that will reveal an entire page for writing. So to me, there's plenty of space. Other people would say, I can't write in this book. It's too lumpy. It's too bumpy. It's it's not um, uh, comfortable for me to write mine. I totally understand that too. Who wouldn't want a nice flat book to write on? Uh, there's uh, But there's people who like all kinds. So I encourage everybody to create what they like, what they enjoy. Your, your journals will find happy homes uh, because there's, there's a journal for everybody out there and, and it's impossible. It's impossible to please everybody. So you got to please yourself as the song goes. Uh, have fun with it. Enjoy it. And, um, you know, make it part of your world, your day and uh, grow from there. I just turned my, okay, there we go. <laughs> I hit the wrong button on my computer. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, Joyful Sella says, so you use distress ink. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> In one of your videos, do you use a beauty blender as a dauber? And also, is it called a dauber at the store? Okay, here's the big mystery revealed behind that. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I use primarily two types of daubers. Uh, I, I would say I would originally, I started out with um, just those... Uh, triangle-shaped foam makeup sponges or just a, a regular blending sponge. Um, nothing fancy. It was just a yellow sponge from the drugstore. Uh, very inexpensive. And I daubed and daubed away with that. I inked with that, I guess, uh, for many, many months, many years, actually, until the, the uh, yellow sponge actually fell apart. I think I still... Did I finally get rid of it? I hope so. Um, now, uh, since then, I have moved on to the, uh, I guess these are probably Tim Holtz little ink daubers. And just so you know, if you're looking up dauber, for some strange reason, the word dauber is spelled D-A-U-B-E-R as opposed to D-O-B-B-R, which I think it should be spelled D-O-B-B-R, D-O-B-B-E-R. Um, but it's not. So if you're looking it up and you're, you're Googling it or something, D-A-U-B-E-R. Weird. Yes, I agree. Um... But I primarily use the uh, flat little sponge-headed 
Um, I think these are Tim Holtz um, or Ranger daubers. Oh, they're very easy to use. If you don't have those, um, I got this idea from Jessica Rapp. She was kind enough to share it. Uh, take a wooden spool or an empty spool and just glue a makeup sponge or some kind of foam sponge on the end of that, and that works as an excellent dauber. And there are many uh, shapes and kinds of daubers out there. Some have big handles, some have small handles. Find something that is comfortable for you. Now, the other thing that uh, completely opened my world were these paddle brushes. I I originally came across them in the makeup world. I think I found some at TJ Maxx a long time ago, and they sat around in my my drawer of unused makeup stuff forever. And then uh, I think I saw somebody use it on a video, and I thought, huh, let me try using that. So I started using it to ink edges, and it worked well. It really shines when you use it for stenciling. It makes beautiful stenciling if you rub the uh, paddle brush in the Tim Holtz ink and then you stencil with that through the stencil. Oh, it's gorgeous, just gorgeous. It's so easy. Um, probably the easiest way to stencil, I think. And uh, it can also, if you just rub it over pages or rough edges of wrinkled pages, it can give you such a beautiful, um, soft uh, um, inking that sometimes with the round daubers, with the circles, you get the circle marks. So if you're not a big fan of the circle marks, the uh, paddle brushes are excellent. You can buy them singly or in sets and you can find them everywhere now. Um, you know, Amazon, Etsy, AliExpress, eBay, they're everywhere. And um, uh, so, uh, yeah, if that would be something wonderful to ask for Christmas if you have not gotten one of those yet. What do you into there, Sonny? Let me throw your, your tennis ball. Go get it, go get it. There he goes across the floor. Yes. And um, so, yeah, okay, so she said, uh, in one of your videos, you used a bl- beauty blender. Oh, a beauty blender. She's talking about the, um, you know, that little spongy, it looks like a teardrop, and everybody was using it to blend their concealer and their foundation. It was this pink sponge that became very popular. Um, yes, yes, and, and uh, that is another, what I consider a makeup sponge. Um, uh, that's another fabulous uh, dauber. You don't have to use the brand Beauty Blender because I think it's $21 for the little sponge. Just get a knockoff. But the nice thing about it is the, in the teardrop shape, it has a nice pinpoint at one end, which is very handy, and a nice fat chubby area at the other end, which is very handy for inking. So it gives you a multi-use and um, that is the fascinating, that's what she meant, the Beauty Blender dauber. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think it's called, that is not, it's probably just called the beauty blender or the beauty blender sponge. I think it's called a sponge, uh, at the store and you can find those everywhere now. Knockoffs everywhere. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, uh, somebody had a question on my handmade paper, um, video, how to make handmade paper, easy step-by-step tutorial for beginners by Maria Manago. Can I plant the paper with seeds and glitter won't affect, and, and glitter won't affect the flowers, right? I love this so much. Okay, so, um, when I was making some handmade paper, soaking some old papers, blending them in a blender, putting them through a filter, and then making paper. Sometimes it would be fun to add certain things to give uh, the paper some decor, like seeds or leaves or petals or glitter, something like that. And there was a time way back when, when I um, used to make um, my original foray into handmade paper was a long time ago, and I made a big stock of it, and I still I still have some of that, and I pull from it uh, um, all the time still. Um, 
But um, one of the things I made were uh, plantable greeting cards. So I would make the handmade paper and make a greeting card out of it. And then the greeting card was embedded with seeds, wildflower seeds, um, herb seeds, things and the like. And then the idea was that they could plant the card after and little things would grow. And um, really, I guess the, the basic thing is as long as the seed can survive the aesthetic nature of the... Uh, whatever it is it's immersed in, which often seeds are, they do have a nice little husk on them, which protects them from environmental uh, things. But um, I would say that, uh, um, uh, you know, it would be a plant and grow test depending on the seed. So it's seed dependent. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. If it can uh, withstand acidity from uh, certain things, alkalinity from certain things, uh, the best thing would be test and grow. I would uh, make one, stick it in the ground, and see if you get sprouts. But um, overall, they worked fine. There was no problem with those. Um, it worked with the generalized wildflowers that uh, that I put in there. And um, what else do we have? Let's see. Um, Daisy Field Parks asks, Hi, I have a question. Where do you purchase your eyelets for the crocodile big bite? I'm only finding one size and need both sizes. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, I, well, I got them from Amazon or eBay or AliExpress um, or Etsy. You can get them from any locations. Um, the Crocodile Big Bite 2, which is the paper puncher with the um, extender reach so that you can punch in the middle of a, uh, a page or the middle of a signature of a journal, um, uses either 3 sixteenths inch eyelets or 1 eighth inch eyelets. And I have found much more success with the 3 sixteenths eyelet placing than the one eighth. The one eighth is kind of like a hit or miss. It might work, it might not work. Um, and then there's the three sixteenths, which probably nine times out of ten always works. As long as you have the eyelet oriented in the correct fashion and it's through something that it can be squashed through and that type of thing. So I would say if you're, uh, so I would search by size. So if you're looking for the one eighth because you want to give it a try, I bought a whole bunch of different kinds of eyelets from different makers. Some were um, millimeters, some were, and I got the, I figured out like how many millimeters one eighth of an inch were, and I looked for those. Um, and, you know, it was hit or miss whether they worked. It was just not a guaranteed slam dunk, this always works thing. I don't know because the hole is so tiny, the eyelet squasher might only really accommodate the big one more comfortably. Maybe I don't have the settings set up correctly. That's a strong possibility. I do tend to use the same settings all the time. Big nipple on top, lower part is the flying saucer silver disc on the crocodile to big bite. Um, and I punched, or I've set and punched and punched and set eyelets over and over and over again until I found a setting that worked reliably 99% of the time and that was it for me and I stick with that. And when I place an eyelet, I try to use the 3 16 the larger size eyelet um, because uh, it's been more reliable. 
And uh, I've just come to the point of like, I'm not using the little eyelets anymore. It's just, it's not happening. And, um, but I think some people are successful with it out there and maybe, maybe they can share their findings as how to get successful eyelet punching with the smaller one eighth inch eyelet. Um, it does, it works sometimes. That's all I can say. And, and if it doesn't work, you can always punch a bigger hole and use the three sixteenth. That's actually where I ended up, um, doing most of the time with those. Okay. So what do we have next? We have, uh, um, Diana, um, what camera? or phone do you use to film your videos thank you okay currently i'm using the it's an android phone it's a samsung ultra 21 plus um and uh it's got some kind of super fancy uh camera in it i don't know it's just got it looks like a spider on the back with all the eyes looking out i see like five little eye holes uh like camera lenses looking um but it seems very easy to record on uh, you can record, you can pause while you're recording, which is very nice. And um, um, I think the pausing feature is a little tricky on the iPhone. I've, my husband struggles with that somehow. Um, but um, yes, that's what I do. I, uh, so what did we say? What camera or phone? Yes, I use my phone. I, I have always used my phone. I used a um, Samsung, I want to say, uh, I think it was an S10 Plus before. Um, but now... I use the uh, the 21. I just finally upgraded. Uh, I used my old phone for a very long time. So if you are, uh, and I just use a desk arm mount to hold the phone over what I'm doing. Um, it's a very simple, very basic setup. I also use a clip-on lapel microphone. Um, by, I believe it's by Lavalier. I'm not sure. I'm using two different ones um, now. I used to use the one that I was hardwired, um, and then I used then I switched to the wireless one. So I'm just sort of learning and playing with that. Um, nine times out of 10, the wireless one works fine. Every once in a while, it throws me a curveball and I don't get uh, recording. But I think that's probably user error where I didn't m- match the two, like have them pair before I start the recording. It was probably my fault. So, um, but it's not really an expensive setup. It's very easy just with some lights. I have one ring light and one big, um, like a LED light over uh, pointing down. It's like one of those desk clamp lights that you just, I'm clamping it onto one of my poles here and it just shines down for extra light. So um, I also have a desk that goes up and down and I can bring it closer to me or farther from me just to make it easier on my my back or my body so that I can uh, either be standing up. I do most of my videos standing up and most of my crafting standing up, I would say, unless it's later in the day, I get a little tired. You know how it goes. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Um, so I think there's a good place to um, wrap it up. We all love answering your questions. And uh, uh, stay tuned for more of these little Ask a Crafter sessions. Um, lots of great questions. A lot of things to be asked. A lot of things to be answered. And I love uh, hearing from you and interacting with you and reading your comments. Thank you so much to everybody. And all my links are uh, located in the description box below each video and somewhere here on the podcast. Not quite sure, but it is there. And um, what else can I tell you that's new? My videos come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, I have a free monthly email newsletter. If you haven't signed up for that, please sign up because you're going to get a free digital image emailed to you every month along with a checklist of supplies, note from the bookmaker, junk journal tips, and updates from me and peeks at my new DigiKits coming out. Uh, speaking of DigiKits, I have vintage digi kits for sale in my Etsy shop along with fundles which are collections of old papers. I also have a print and mail service. If you don't have a 
printer. I will, uh, if you purchase the print and mail option, um, and then send me a list of 10 DigiKit names uh, via email to pam at thepaperoutpost.com or, or just message me the list in Etsy message, and I will send those off to you. I um, also have an Amazon shop where I have uh, four different uh, categories right now. One is favorite tools and supplies. Number two is a section on books that junk journalers love, uh, so to keep your eyes open for as you traverse the world. Um, there's a uh, storage, a uh, craft supply storage section, and a section from Sunshine, my little Maltese pop, his favorites. And uh, also I, I have um, a merchandise shop, so if you're looking for uh, uh, sweatshirts or t-shirts or zipped hoodies or things like that that might have uh, the paper outpost or create with reckless abandon on it you can find those there and also and those can be purchased anywhere in the world by the way i think there's many countries all over the world that shipping is uh done for those and also remember most of all that fun can be simple create with reckless abandon and i cannot wait to speak with you next time have an awesome crafty day and talk to you soon bye-bye <laughs>